welcome to the Climb Your Mountain podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Maurer, a life coach, certified ultra running coach, and high altitude mountaineer. Each week, I show you how to train, eat, think, and live like an athlete so you can reach that summit, hike that hike, or finish that trail race. My passion is to empower people of all ages and sizes to get outside and live lives of adventure. Remember, endurance training will never be easier than today. So let's dive into the show. Hey friends, how are you doing? I am doing okay. I feel like I I talk constantly about my upper respiratory stuff. Uh, The doctor now thinks I had COVID, then followed a couple weeks later by RSV. And I've just been dealing with that for about two months now, and I'm really, really over it. I think there's a whole podcast episode you can listen to about it where I share some of the, the mindset work that's had to go along with this. But quick update, I've really just come to the conclusion that whatever, for whatever reason, my immune system is is not on point. And I was finding that even really small exertions like lifting weights for 10 minutes would make me sick again. So I've decided that I really want to be seven days completely symptom-free before I tried to even exercise lightly again. And right now it's day three. I feel pretty good. I actually had a somewhat busy weekend going to Thanksgiving dinner, going downtown with friends, walking the park with my mom, and it didn't send me down to the bottom of the hole again. So I feel like that's progress. I'm just going to sit tight for four more days, and then I get to start easy exercise. So please cross your fingers with me (laughs) that it will all go smoothly, and that really is just all it's going to take. So yeah, let's get into the episode for today. And really today, what I want to talk about is my process for fat loss. It's the same one I recommend for my clients. And before we dive into it, I just think it's so important to reiterate that not every athlete needs to lose fat in that the decision is a very personal one. So before you try any of the suggestions I'm about to give, please make sure you've listened to the last episode that really dives into really the decision. Do you need to drop fat or are you just fine right where you're at? If you come to that conclusion, no problem. You can totally skip this one and go do something more fun. So before I talk about my process, I want to talk about a little bit about what doesn't work. This is how a lot of people I see try to lose weight or fats. And what they do is they come into training They start working out really hard, they do a ton of volume, and here's what they don't realize. In order to lose weight, you have to create an energy deficit in your body, and you do that by taking in slightly less energy than you expend. That is very hard to do during heavy training. And one of the reasons for that is that as your training load increases, your volume increases, your appetite also increases as it should. Your body knows it's working hard. It knows it needs more food. Another thing to keep in mind is that vigorous training should be vigorous. 
There's a time and a place for going hard, which means when you're doing that, you have to recover between each workout so that you don't end up overtrained, don't end up injured. And this means that most of the time, you shouldn't have an energy deficit. You should be eating all the calories you expend. You need the carbs to rebuild your glycogen stores. You need protein to repair micro tears in your muscles. And you need healthy fats and vitamins and minerals to keep your endocrine system secreting the hormones that aid that repair. So when people try to run an energy deficit, in other words, to lose weight during hard training, they often feel tired. Training requires you to push yourself to a certain intensity for a certain amount of time. You have to give yourself a certain dose of exercise, if you want to think about it that way, in order to get the benefits. And often people who are dieting can't push hard enough, so they get half a dose instead. And over time, their training is just less effective. And then there are also darker things that can happen like injuries and illnesses that are really disruptive to your training season. We definitely want to keep away from those. So after all that, how do you drop fat in a safe and sane way? Here's my process. I'm going to try to keep this super simple for you. First, you are going to schedule a fat loss phase into your training plan. This is a time-limited phase. It can last anywhere between four to eight weeks, but I would not make it any longer. There are some exceptions to that, which I'll talk about at the end. The best timing for this fat loss phase is right after the off-season. This is when you're just starting to build back your base of fitness. And in other words, it's when your mileage or training time, however you measure volume, is still pretty low. So what are you doing during this fat loss phase? Here's what I recommend. First, you're both eating and exercising so as to create a small energy deficit. And I recommend 300 to 500 calories and absolutely no more. That's equivalent to a loss of about one half to one pound per week, which may seem slow if you've done other diets or weight loss programs. And there's a really good reason that we keep it slow. The general public can afford to lose muscle mass along with fat, but as an athlete, you cannot. Remember, body composition is way more important than overall weight because a leaner person has more power compared to their size. We say they have a better strength to weight ratio. Another reason we want to preserve muscle is that it's more metabolically active than fat, meaning it burns more calories. So the leaner you get, the easier it is to burn fat. That's another reason we want to focus on body composition over weight, even though, as we've talked about in endurance athletes, they kind of tend to track together. So how are you going to accomplish this energy deficit? First, let's talk about diet. In order to create an energy deficit, you first have to know about how many calories a day you're burning. There are many formulas and online calculators that can help, and I'll put a link to one in the show notes. And generally, when you're asked about your activity level by the calculator, enter lightly active or light exercise for the fat loss phase, because during this time, you'll be doing frequent but short workouts. The number the calculator outputs is your average energy expenditure for the day, including exercise. So just subtract 300 to 500 calories to see about 
how many calories you should be eating during your fat loss phase. Now, if you've dieted, you probably equate fat loss with feeling deprived and not to say that this phase can't be a little uncomfortable, but there are ways to manage this. One is to increase the amount of protein in your diet to 25 to 30% of your total daily calories. Protein is very satiating, so this should help. Protein also helps you conserve muscle while losing weight, which will accelerate your overall fat loss, so it has double benefits. Another thing you can do, and this is also very important during training, is to really improve the quality of your diet, eating fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean meats, dairy, and the occasional high-quality processed food will fill you up while also improving your energy level and overall health. You may wonder how to keep track of all of this. In general, I'm not big on diet trackers, but I do recommend using one during this fat loss phase just to see where you're doing well and where you need to adjust. I use MyFitnessPal. Start with the free version, and if you decide you want the premium version, you can always add that later. So there you go. That's your fat loss diet in a nutshell. Just a few things to remember because I believe in keeping it simple. So how about exercise? My exercise rules are super simple too. First, do a simple full body strength workout three times a week. If you don't have a routine, I'll drop a link to a couple in the show notes that could probably work for you. You don't have to lift super heavy during this phase, although you could if you wanted to. For example, maybe you're going to climb Mount Rainier. You want to get ready to carry that big heavy pack. This might be the phase where you get to lift heavy. But basically, your goal is just to conserve muscle so that you lose fat faster. Second, you should be lightly to moderately active almost every day during your fat loss phase. This means doing some easy cardio for 30 to 60 minutes on the days when you don't lift. It's also possible to do cardio and to lift on the same day, but in that case, keep both fairly light. Third, this is a great time to incorporate some HIT workouts into your training. So HIT H-I-T. IT stands for high intensity interval training, and it simply means going hard for short bursts. These intervals actually increase your metabolism, and the cool part is your metabolism will actually stay high for a few hours after the workout. Some HIIT workouts I personally like include 30 second intervals while running or power hiking uphill and beach body workout videos. There are also tons of free HIIT workouts on YouTube. Check out a couple and pick one you like. And really, that's about it for your workout. Again, keep it super simple without too many rules. Now, before we wrap up, I'm going to address a couple common questions that come up about fat loss. One, what if I can't meet my fat loss goal in four to eight weeks? This is often true if you have a lot of fat to lose. And there are a couple of approaches you can take. One, if you don't have any other health issues or concerns, it's totally fine to take a few training cycles to reach your ideal body composition. As I discussed in the last episode, body fat isn't everything, and a lot of athletes do just fine with some excess fat on their body, and there are even reasons you might choose to keep some of that. However, you might also be in a situation where your doctor or physical therapist thinks that fat loss should be a priority for you before you take on hard training. This might be true if you have joint issues or multiple risk factors for a cardiac event. And in this case, I think it makes perfect sense to delay the start of hard training while you focus on body composition for an extended time, maybe a few months, even up to a year. 
If this is where you are, I really suggest building a good team around you to support you. Having a personal trainer, a sports dietitian, and yes, even a life coach in your corner can be hugely motivating and keep you on track over the long term. Finally, how will you know when you've reached your ideal body composition? And you'll hate this answer. There's no easy or single answer to this question. Often, you'll find out just by getting there. Everyone has a different balance point between what's ideal for performance versus how much work and lifestyle change they're willing to accept to maintain a certain body composition. And like I talked about in the last episode, I was content for a long time to carry around a little extra fat until I wanted to tackle harder goals that required me to get faster. So don't be afraid to feel into what feels good for you and to consider all areas of your life in this decision. Oh, and one more question that comes up. Is there a reliable way to measure body fat at home? Probably the best way is to invest in a biometric scale. So I'll put a link to mine in the show notes. These aren't perfect, but they're also not too bad. Folks who have had more precise assessments like DEXA say the scale actually isn't too far off. So it's definitely worth considering if fat loss is something you want to work on. So there you have it. My fat loss commandments for athletes. In summary, keep it simple, evaluate and adjust as you go, and treat it as a learning process. If you do a fat loss phase before each training season, you're going to dial in this process over time until you know exactly what to do and what works for you. And mastering this process can be extremely freeing because it allows you to gain a few pounds here and there without freaking out. It's not a problem when you know exactly what to do to get them back off. So I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram or through the contact links in the show notes. And otherwise, I'll see you right here next week. Until then, go get it.